Brought to you by Feitner Productions. From the Beyond Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, it's Laying Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc. Hey, that's me. Yeah, that's right, Billy. That's you. <sighs> Featuring Lauren Michaels and Pia Smith. Only a madman would dare to bring these people together to build a world of law and order, only to tear it apart with laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the internet. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, the longest-running law and comedy podcast on the planet that is hosted by me, Billy DeClerc. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The placement of commas are key in that sentence. (laughs) I'm a real lawyer and a comic improviser making real legal cases really real to our imagined multitudes of listeners through our (laughs) patented auditory edutainment technology. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. On this show, I invite top comedy performers and teach them about real legal cases, and if you listen to the whole episode without skipping ahead, there's a secret message about how you can make millions investing in real estate like me. (laughs) We also cover how you can lose that stubborn belly fat without working out or dieting, and whatever did happen to those stars from the 1980s. The answers will shock you. I can't wait to find out. I know. Me too. I'd like to introduce my returning guest first. Welcome back to the podcast. After a long absence, actually, I'd like to introduce my returning guest first. Welcome back to the podcast. Seen on this podcast as the voice of the 45th president pre-impeachment on a perfect call. A star of the juggernaut live comedy, Law and Disorder. A customer. A comic an improviser, and an actor, recently given five stars on Poshmark. She can be seen in the films Listen, Water, and Willa May, the Church Lady Vampire Slayer. Welcome the very talented Miss Pia Minsky. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be back. It's great to be back. Oh, it's great to have you back. Next, she's a dynamic actor and a comedian, a filmmaker, born and raised in Dayton, Ohio, in kindergarten, she learned that Jewish people. <laughs> She's I like, no, don't do this. I wrote this. <laughs> That's right. She learned that Jewish people are a minority and her peers would judge her for it. She learned to cope through comedy. She made her film directorial debut with the uh, hit film AI Vibrator at the Broad Humor Film Festival, which was the first short from Sweet Relish Films, a production collective founded in 2018. Please welcome a kind nurturer, a good listener, creative and comical, who lives each day with a mission to love and laugh. She's a co-creator of Law and Disorder, the live improv show. Let's welcome Ms. Lauren Michaels. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to write a new bio next time. Thanks for reminding me. I, great. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I do recycle bios. <laughs> I'm thrilled to have you both on the show, but first... A word from today's sponsor. (laughs) 
Well, Pia and Lauren, I hope that all of our listeners invest in that product and or service. <laughs> oh, I just... It was my favorite. In my... I don't leave home without it without happening to that, me. Without using that product and or exactly. <laughs> service. Uh, as we sit here today, I'm not sure which major corporate backer will get that coveted presenting sponsor slot. Mm. Well, I can just say this. It leaves your skin dewy and younger than you've ever dreamed you could look. That's true. I'm looking at it right now, and it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Not only does it do that, it helps keep your driveway clear of uh, acid reflux disease. Oh, have you seen a driveway with acid reflux? I have. It's disgusting. <laughs> and a hazard to your health Yeah. and safety. So we're all going to get out there and get more of that product and or service. <laughs> that is all right. I'm calling today. <laughs> That's right, because it's available by phone. Yep. <laughs> you can leave a voicemail. They follow up. All right. Well, this this week's area of the law, Pia's request was uh, social host liability. Uh, she had some kind of a, uh, a story uh, involving a drunk driving case and wanted to learn Ooh. about social host liability. And um, Lauren requested uh, identity theft. Mm. Um, so, Pia, what, what made you uh, get interested in learning about the law of social host liability? Um, oh gosh, now I'm uh, now I'm like, oh my god, may, can I speak about it publicly? And I think I can. Mm. You'll stop me if I can't. Is it the trial's my over? Was, right. Yeah, it's over. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so oh, so it's just public record. It's okay. It's okay. You can talk about it. Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my sister was on a jury where there was this like bizarre like drug driving case where the guy oh i forget what had happened but it was it was there has got to be like a true crime like six part series on it because it was so fascinating somehow he claimed that he had not been drinking but the officer like pulled him over he'd been weaving in and out of traffic he worked at a bar Mm -hmm. um and when they pulled him over, he refused the breathalyzer. But there were like several things about all of the behavior leading up to even before he was pulled over that sort of led to the belief that he was indeed driving drunk. Mm-hmm. But he'd like been traumatized. He had gone to the bar where he worked to like just pick up some chicken wings, but ended up staying, but claimed <laughs> that he hadn't drank while he was there. Like it was so. <laughs> There are so I many twists and turns that you could. Story. I didn't know you could refuse a breathalyzer. I didn't know that either. Just, but apparently you can. Yeah. What they say. And I learned that in traffic school, the uh, yeah, the com- comedy traffic school back when you did that in person. <laughs> wow. In the, when you uh, actually went to traffic school in the nineties, yeah. 90s, yeah. I did. Traffic school yeah. was awesome. Comedy traffic school, and the the, well, the guys. It wasn't comedy though. The guy spent the whole time talking about how to get out of DUIs. Oh my god. Yeah, and so he said, you know, if you ever get so this public service announcement. If you ever get pulled over and you have been drinking, he said, refuse the breathalyzer because in the amount of time it takes them to handcuff you and take you down to the station, your blood alcohol level will go down. Oh. Because you'll metabolize some of it. Mm. But like that's, you have to, that's a risky if you get, once you're, uh, the once you're is, in handcuffs though. If you've had nine drinks, it's not going to work. Right, right. right. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. In my traffic school, they just showed us um, 
Red Asphalt, that uh-huh. 70s movie. Over oh, and over. God. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. I haven't seen that since I was like in junior high, but it sure was. Uh, well, it was an eye opener. <laughs> Gross. They don't make things that gory anymore. The 70s, man. They yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, so did you, what did happened? Okay. Did you finish your story? Oh, okay. Um, when the when they pulled him over, he was at his destination. Oh. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Seriously, like, I go and get, the, there'd been, a, like, a death in the family. He'd gone mm-hmm. to get chicken wings. You know how, like, everybody starts gathering, like, at the actual, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets there, and the cops are like, hey, man, uh, we know that you've been drinking, like, for the last six hours or whatever. So I, I don't remember exactly, like, what ended up happening. I think he was convicted of drunk driving, mm-hmm. but there was never any proof that he actually was. But nobody came wow. forward to say... Okay, even though he was at the bar, he did not drink, which you think that they would. I don't even know if, if you, anyone's able to follow the story from here. But that got me thinking about those, you know, the like, if you overserve someone at a bar and then the person ends up, you know, having, you know, having an accident or causing harm to someone based on the amount of alcohol that was served to them. And I, I know that I've been hearing about this you know, probability forever, but I've never actually heard of it actually happening. So I got curious. That whole story makes me nervous on, on both sides. Like, I'm already here. So you can pull me over after I got here. <laughs> like, I, the trip is over. I'm not going to endanger anybody oh, like, anymore. If I could actually remember all the details, it would blow you away. I and remember then, it was so fascinating And then they to told me. you the breathalyzers so that it's all hearsay that you were there and drinking, right? Because then they don't really have proof, but you still get convicted. Yeah. Yo, circumstantial what evidence. What did he look evidence. like? Just curious. Um. What? Uh. We, he was African American. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even want to ask that when oh, I was hearing the story, but uh, yes. But I mean, I'm like, why would they just do that to somebody without any proof? What the fuck? Oh, well, that doesn't make me feel better. I don't know if it was like a white guy would be like, oh, okay. Happens to everybody. I don't know. The whole thing thing is insane. Ah! But I want to hear from a lawyer. And I think there's one in that Uh one. (laughs) That's true. Please. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I think that, that, you know, it's a lot of circumstantial evidence and it's about persuading the jury, right? So um, in this situation, it's all about creating the doubt and the reasonable doubt. Um, you know, if he refused the breathalyzer, um, and it was probably a smart move on his part, because um, that would be evidence, obviously, that would be a problem for him, uh, unless he was sober. Um, but it's, you know, it's about persuading, persuasion. But the social host liability aspect is interesting, too, because um, that gets into foreseeability. Is it if, it, if you mm. are serving someone their, their fifth or sixth drink, is it foreseeable they're going to go out and crash the car or something? Yeah. You got to make them eat. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Upsell. Hello. That's true. That's a lot of pretzels. Yeah. Like or the pretzels are usually free, right? Pre- well, you, no, it's, I think it's the law to ha- you have to provide some sustenance. Uh-huh. Um, and most bars won't offer it, but I think technically, like... They're supposed to just give you bread or whatever if you're if you're drunk, yeah, uh, or drinking. Even. You mean you're supposed to like 
whether if the person doesn't want to, you're supposed to say, oh, no, here, take some, eat a potato. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and stop serving them. Um, I, in my early bartending years, I, uh, luckily it was in New York, so nobody was driving, Mm -hmm. but, um, I made some people really sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my! You're like, no, no, no. You like, do need another. I hurricane. mean, like, like falling out of their chairs, throwing up in the place, sick. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'd be like, well, I also only served margaritas, no matter what people asked. That was my favorite thing to make. <laughs> <laughs> the margaritas only bar. <laughs> yeah. I'll have an old fashioned. You mean an old fashioned mm, margarita? I'll try to make that. You get a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lauren, what made you get interested in wanting to talk about identity theft? Uh, uh, well, related to my bartending job, um, <laughs> there was a girl that came to visit me and, and she hung out with me all, all day getting really drunk and she was waiting to hang out with me afterwards and I finally got off and for whatever reason, um, I don't know, we were in our 20s and we were just mad at the world and we just started like smashing light bulbs in the street and getting crazy and um, she called some drug dealer and we got in this car and uh, the rest is a blurb where I won't get into it here. Um, <laughs> Highly incriminating podcast, well listened to by law enforcement. In the morning, uh-huh. my wallet had been stolen. I had recently just started working at this bar so I had my social security card in there i just got uh bumped on a flight so i had a free ticket anywhere in there uh-huh. and i had about 400 in cash because i just got off <laughs> oh, working man. and it all got stolen and i never figured out where or who or how i got it's just one of those things. I don't know. Somewhere in the universe, there's a Lauren Michaels that's like <laughs> flying in places and throwing <laughs> cash around and Here's- fucking taking out credit with <laughs> no consequences. Absolutely. And, and it's just- like the alternate reality, like the split timeline. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, I hope she's just killing it she, in sure Dubai she- somewhere. Yeah. Um- <laughs> Where was the flight to? Or no, was it was just in- like anywhere you want, free flight. Oh, man. I know, I know. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, I had the night before, um, somehow hung out with some college football player who was showing off how far he could throw bottles, was throwing these, uh, empty beer bottles across Avenue A. It's like four lanes of traffic. So I thought I would try one, and I threw one straight through somebody's window. <laughs> <laughs> And so when I, my wallet was gone the next day, I was like, this is what I get. Uh-huh. So just to tie it back to my Jewishness. Right, it's karma. I deserve it's karma. it. Yeah, you yeah. deserve it. You deserve it. You threw it straight through someone's window just with no consequences? Uh, I mean, the did. light came on and I ducked and ran. But, but see, I thought you... you the, that like, was the consequence, I thought, was uh, I lost $400 in yeah, my identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> guess you, I meant no, like, immediate consequence. Well, nobody called. Right. Yeah. You've had, like, 20 Yom Kippurs. <laughs> exactly. So you should be covered. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> Write me in the Book of Life. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know about Judaism. <laughs> Yom really Kippur, awful. reset hey, button. Can I ask That's what I want. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Catholicism, you don't get that. Don't what they get it every day you go in the little booth? That who wants to go in the little booth? Have you read a newspaper? Ah, uh, true. <laughs> yeah, I have. So, yeah. Yeah. fair point. 
<laughs> we just have to throw breadcrumbs in a river. Great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what was the time frame of this? Like, what year did this take oh, place? Oh, this was per 2007, I think. 2008. Okay. 2008. I'm just curious. I was trying to sort of like assess the value of $400 during whatever, you know, time. This yeah, I think it was 2008 during the big crash. You could buy a house. Oh. At that point in time, you could buy a house. She just well, shifted all into gold. Warren. I think Obama, no, Obama had like just started. Um, we're around that time. Yeah. Just started I will what, definitely buy you a beer when I see you next. Say what? What's that? Oh, I was saying I, I will definitely buy you a beer when I next see you. I was hoping that's what you said, so I just need to make sure I heard it. Or what, so a margarita, whatever. Oh, you yeah. Know, whatever I'll take a margarita. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Because I'm respectful and like to meet my guest requests, I did a case that involves neither identity theft nor social hostility. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was less, I was like looking, I'm like, I'm like going through the index table of contents. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's not in here. Hmm. I have to do research. Uh, okay, what and was the case that we read? Just so everybody knows, I'm looking at an actual book of yeah, cases here. This for isn't the, like online scrolling. Wow. For the paid Patreon yeah. members, for the so non-existent. Literally. You know, this has like tabs in it. Those tabs have been there since 2002, the fall of Whoa. 2002. Oh. Those tabs are older Is than Is that when you were in law school? Mm -hmm. 2002. That's when I took tort law and alternatives. Tort. And what is tort? I uh, think you might have said this to me before, and then I a tort is a delicious dessert. Of, exactly, yeah. and then I never heard the real and answer. The alternative I got stuck is on pudding, and who the fuck wants pudding? <laughs> That's my tort law and the alternatives. <laughs> Uh, a tort's basically like an accident, like Ooh. like um, a whoopsie. Yeah, what tort literally refers to a relationship between people that was not chosen by the people. So, Ooh. like, not a contract. It's not a contract. So, oh. most uh, lawsuits are torts, uh, civil lawsuits for money. Right, right. Um, okay. Between strangers, a tort's okay. a harm. So, negligence, traffic accident, fraud, stolen identity. Mm. Um, I would have thought that would have been. Oh my God, that's so fascinating. I've been hearing the word tort. I mean, even when I was in school, mm -hmm. and I, this is the first time that I'm understanding what that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just a, a tort just means a harm or a hurt um, somebody. So, um, so because I'm, you know, very modern and progressive, I chose a case from 1928. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the, the law school uh, kids and, and people who want to go to law school, this is a key case that they teach in law school. Um, and it's an opinion by Judge Benjamin Cardozo, who um, later became a Supreme Court justice. I think in episode three of season two, I said he didn't. That was incorrect. I retract my prior statement. Um, I also, according to Wikipedia, he looks like a, a Conan O'Brien, actually slightly older Conan <laughs> O'Brien. So, so, um, so Cardozo is uh, um, respected for his flowery writing and his um, uh, protectiveness toward railroads, as you'll see. Uh. So, so the facts of the case, Paul Scraff, please uh, stop me with questions, interrupt me, ask questions, because the listeners aren't going to be able to do that. And if I say something that doesn't make sense... You're uh, the ones to tell me that. I would just like to, to bring something up yes. where, where I feel like, based on the time frame, at that time, the railroads were like the internet, right? I mean, they were like the thing that held the entire country together. So I just, yeah. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Important to know. Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. Rail, railroad in 1928 was the kind of only way to get around. Uh, before General Motors ruined everything. Mm-hmm. How, right. <laughs> building there. <laughs> Automobiles and putting them on freeways. I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know, that's what the whole premise yeah, is. Exactly. No, it is, though. It's a, the evil They've car car are ruined. the reason we have no good public transport in I, I like to go to, to um, uh, Philippe's and you see the old pictures of the red cars. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the choo choo trains. That French dip. Mm hmm. The, the choo choo trains, um, um, while being. Fun and nostalgic were actually really freaking dangerous. So <laughs> a lot yeah. of a lot of railroad cases. We've had a couple of them. On. Were any about um, like a woman was tied to the tracks by an evil villain, and you know somebody's like racing the clock? <laughs> yeah, most of them are. In oh, fact, okay. there's yeah. a whole chapter. And um, let me just look up. You have um, you have negligence, uh, strict <laughs> liability, would, yeah. and melodrama. Melodrama. That's Melod- in the melodrama <laughs> section. Of course. Okay. There it Tort is. <laughs> <laughs> so Helen Paulsgraf sued Long Island Railroad. Long Island Railroad was a railroad in New York. Uh, so this is a New Long York- Island. You gotta Long really Island. hit the G on that Long one. Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. And uh, the the Long Island Railroad apparently connected different parts of this Long Island. I've never been to New York, but That's it's pretty a, long. Yeah, it's pretty long. Very long. Based on the width, that's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, comparatively. <laughs> Compared to the width, it's long. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so Helen Paulsgraf bought a ticket. Uh, she bought a ticket, and she was going to Rockaway uh, Beach. Rockaway Beach. Yeah. She's going to Far Rockaway Beach. Rockaway. Mm-hmm. She's bought a ticket to Rockaway Beach, uh, 1924, and um, while she's standing on the platform, a, a two uh, two men uh, see that the train it's not the one she's going on. Train going the other direction is is pulled into the station, and they decide they're going to run to make the train. Mm. Okay, so this is an old you know coal uh, running train. It's Starting to pull away from the station, and guy number one's, um, you know, I don't know, he's wearing Nikes or something. Well, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm picturing this shoe does not have traction if it's 1924, yeah, 7 mm-hmm, or wherever mm-hmm, we are. 24, yeah. 24. That's mm-hmm. a slippery shoe. It is a slippery shoe. These are slippery shoes. Yeah. And they're probably wearing top hats and, you know, ascots and stuff like that. They're running in, you know, three-piece suits or whatnot. I have a small, I have a question. So you, 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 Stated that there were lots of choo-choo train accidents. Mm-hmm. Is this is this one of them? Like people running for the train and ended it ending up in a in a <laughs> slipping right out of those rails. Yes. <laughs> no one tied okay. to the tracks. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, was it like now? You know, there has to be a sign that says "Do not drive your car across the tracks when the." Bars are coming down. Yeah, exactly. Mind so, the gap, time. all that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. hold that thought, and then you can tell me at okay. the end of the case what you think the sign ought to say. Mm. Okay. okay. So, so guy number one runs. He makes the train. He jumps onto a moving train very dramatically. Guy number two. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. 
a little bit slower, and he's carrying a package. About, this is about like 18 inches in size. It's wrapped in brown paper. Um, and he, so I guess he's a little slower because he's got this package he's carrying. He's mm-hmm. going to jump on the train. And he, he jumps, and he makes the train, but he's losing his balance. He's kind of standing there wobbling as the train's moving. And so the two train employees run over to help him. The first one is on the train. He's pulling this guy in. Okay. The second one is on the platform, and he's pushing him in, like trying to help him make it. Pushing the tush. And pushing him on the tush. Yeah. And so the guy, you know, in, in all the excitement, drops the package. Uh-oh. Okay. The package, it turns out, is fireworks. What? Oh, God! <laughs> so the fireworks hit the tracks no. and explode. Yes. Oh, my God. They explode. Okay. Helen, what a hazard. It's ridiculous, right? Come on. So Helen Paulscraft, she's on the other end of the train oh, platform. Helen, she's standing oh, no. there. And this uh, uh, giant scale, basically, you know, like the scales of justice. This, yeah. This giant scale, for whatever reason, they're keeping scales in the room. Well, they had to weigh that bomb that that guy was carrying before he got <laughs> on the board. Yeah. So, falls <laughs> over. She falls down. The scales fall over on her oh, and injure her. This isn't justice. It's not. So that those are the facts of the case. That's what happens. Is that, that basically, the, the explosion of the fireworks was so big, it knocks over these scales onto Helen Paul's graph. So she sues the Oh, railroad. my God. Is she there alone, or what, what's her deal? Uh, she she was any... alone. Oh, she was alone. She did survive. Helen, a woman um, traveling alone mm-hmm. at that time? I know. Well, I, I know, my goodness. A damsel in distress. Indeed. She hadn't been... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then this thing, like, crushes her, or...? Yeah, it crushes her, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, side note, apparently the Paulscraft family, because this is a famous case that's been studied in uh-huh. law schools for almost 100 years, um, you know, anyone, any lawyer that's like, oh, oh, you're a Paulscraft. Oh, do, oh, do you know about the case involving <laughs> oh Helen Paulscraft? And they're like, yeah, we know. That's Granny. Granny. Wow. Granny Helen. Yeah, she got crushed. Um, God. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so she sues. She wins. She gets $6,000. Meanwhile, guy with the bomb fireworks, he's gone the he's other gone. direction. He's gone. He, no yeah. consequences. Apparently not. Uh, so she sues the railroad. This part. Mm-hmm. Okay, she suing the railroad. the railroad. She sues the railroad because the... Two guys that helped the running guy, uh, the, the the one who went running with the yeah. package, they helped him onto the train. And so They're the she railroad said, employees, okay. Mm-hmm. And she said it was negligent for them to help him uh, because they caused his package to fall out of his hands and explode, <sighs> so it's their fault. Uh, and it'd be too difficult to just sue the guy carrying an explosive because we don't know who that is. he doesn't have any money, mm-hmm. but the railroad does. Yeah, so two possible... Ah. knew about that back then. Two possible reasons. One is he got away. Yeah. The other is he had no money, so maybe he wasn't wearing the top hat and ascot. Maybe he was wearing, you know, rags and knickerbockers. Ah, uh, he had an evil mustache either way because he was about to do a suicide bomb on that train. What yeah, the fuck? He was carrying fireworks on a... <laughs> I mean, what if he dropped it on the train on a baby? Yeah. I, exactly. Come on. That would have been a much more interesting case. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Well, if I get a time machine, babies. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, this is exactly one of those cases that you know, the space-time continuum goes another way. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, um, so she wins the lawsuit, and Good. she appeals Ow. in the in the um, in, in the the first level of appeals, kind of the middle level. She wins again. So this is the the top court in New York, it's called the Court of Appeal. Um, so the railroad keeps appealing. Railroad keeps appealing. They keep taking it up. You know, that's six thousand uh, dollars. They're not going to pay Helen Paul Scrap uh, the six thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Six thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would that? 
what do you estimate that that equates to in today's times? I don't have a, com usually I have a computer in front of me. Uh, Pia, you want to look up $6,000 in today's dollars? Sure, sure. Thank you. It would be about $96,000 oh, today. Okay. Not bad. Long Island Railroad can afford it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Uh, they definitely can. Um, <clears throat> so the question that was presented in, the, in the, the New York Court of Appeal, the top court to Justice Cardozo, it looks like Conan O'Brien, is the hmm. railroad liable for negligence? Does it, does it owe her money? When its guards were, if its guards were negligent, pushing the man carrying the package. Uh, guesses? Uh, Card, uh, he's going to go with the railroad, isn't he? Is he? So cynical. What do you think, Pia? I, I don't think that the railroad is liable. I don't think that that's their... Here's my thing. I think the higher court you get, the more people are getting paid under the table. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. Oh, that too. Mm -hmm. So show. Mm -hmm. You don't get to the Supreme Court, Shut this Justice up. Cardozo, yeah. mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. taking some railroad money. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Same yep. problem forever. Well, that was the answer. Of <sighs> the No, the railroad is not liable. Oh, Helen. Uh, because, so because the plaintiff was too far away, essentially. Is it, it basically, um, this is the idea of foreseeability. Well, what about uh, how secure that scale was that they put there? Good point. <laughs> how secure was the scale? Were they responsible for the scale? The, the, the analysis really in the case was about the, the, the interaction between the guards pushing, the man dropping the package, the package explodes, the scales fall over. You know, I mean, if it was a Pink Panther movie, I'd love to see <laughs> yeah, it. That's a, uh. Exactly. It's like there's a little marble that kind of goes around. Then it, <laughs> then it knocks over a duck that like dips into the water. The scene I'm missing is like Helen, you know, kicking a dog right before this happens. And then yeah. we're like, yay! Yay! Got what she deserved. <laughs> Fuck Helen Paul's craft. Yeah, she got it. So she had it coming. <laughs> oh, yes, the musical. Hey, I also just sort of, I maybe. I'm thinking that the railroad is responsible and liable because now we have to determine what is safe for for passengers to travel with, mm. right? So if they knew that it were, was explosives, right. definitely they wouldn't have helped him. But if it had been like a big box full of teddy bears, well, that's okay. Right. So maybe the railroad has to, you know, establish mm, you know, and i wonder a, a, that's a, a good sheet, point you know if you're are you carrying you know because what if the dynamite? the railroad employees had been injured would that have been a different or would they, they have just uh, swept that under the table yeah. and kept moving yeah i don't think that yeah i don't think the workers comp system was quite the same in 1924 <laughs> this is pre-union this is eugene v debs wow platform you know wow uh yeah um in fact, the modern labor movement was started um, based upon mistreatment of railroad workers. <gasps> there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so one of the facts that, that Justice Cardozo looked at is the fact that nobody could have known that there were fireworks in the package. The defendants' employees couldn't have known because it was wrapped in brown paper. People weren't meant to label that. They didn't <laughs> the, have that sign. There's no, there was no before, way that they like, could have known that it wasn't foreseeable that if they push this guy onto the train, he might drop a package, that package might have explosives in it, the explosives would blow up and knock the scale over, right? <laughs> he basically says, I don't think they could have known that. He said, and this is um, Justice Cardozo, so I'll read it in a Cardozo voice. The conduct of the defendant's guard, if a wrong in a relation to the holder of a... 
a package. I have no idea. He's I don't know if he's Italian or if he's I don't know what that hey, is. He made a choice. That's I don't right. know. Oh, I don't even know what the choice is. <laughs> it's like an amorphous Irish Italian Long Island. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Long Island. Long Island. Long oh, you Island. Maybe I read it more like the conduct of the it's like my <laughs> the conduct of the defendant's God, if wrong in relation to the holder of the package, was not a wrong in its relation to to the plaintiff standing far away. Relative to her, it was not negligence at all. So blame God, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's, and he said, he, said he, he quoted Pollock on torts. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Something fishy about that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had that in my show. I wrote that in advance. Good job. Uh, <laughs> proof of negligence in the air, so to speak, will not do. If it's just kind of like negligence just out there. Right. Just, any negligence isn't enough. It has to relate to the actual See, plaintiff. This kind of this is reminding me of uh, what happened uh, in Los Angeles just a few months ago. Remember these cops took all these illegal fireworks uh-huh. and they and then and somehow oh, moving yeah. that it exploded and then like killed people. Uh-huh. Didn't so like I wonder it, What's that? Didn't a house burn down? Some, it was a bad, it was a big old mess. <laughs> but yeah. then I just thought, like, what are they going to see the cops? Are the cops are they going to do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Are they they going to qualify to They're like, we couldn't probably. tell by the package. It was going to Yeah, they couldn't tell. It says fireworks. I'm going to quote this case here. See? Not my Relative fault. to her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious to know what was the, what the outcome of that whole thing in L.A. was. Yeah, me too. Um, Probably not done yet. My question about this. Tell me her name again. Helen Polsgraf. P-A-L-S-G-A-R-F. What were her lasting injuries? Like, what what was her, you know, how she ended up physically? Did she lose mm. a limb or, right, I mean, I just, I don't or know. disfigurement or anything? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how old was she when this happened to her? Uh, not that old. I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. Except that she had it coming. She definitely had it coming. Well, we think, <laughs> but we can't, we can't prove that. You know, the thing about law You had heard the never... way she talked to the woman at the counter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's that funny, funny is, thing about... I bet you anything. In fact, I'm sure her name is Karen. Mm-hmm. Quite, sure. Name. Quite sure. Helen was the original Karen, remember? Yeah, yeah actually, some of the critiques of this case um, uh, say that Cardozo deliberately glossed over a lot of facts, a lot of the things that were in evidence. He was so paid. They're like, why give $6,000 to this lowly sure. woman when we could give... That Just, money to the judge to do what we need him to do forever. Right. Well, there's also this uh, issue with externalities. Um, I did look this up. There were um, there were uh, 108 um, fatalities in railroad accidents in 1924. Damn! Um, wow. Uh, yeah, 108 passengers killed. Oh no, I'm sorry. Just on the Long Island Railroad. Oh. Because okay, I'm thinking countrywide, that's not that much. 108, yes, just on, just on, on Long this Island. tiny island. Mm-hmm. I mean, there yeah. okay. weren't even that many people yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and so basically, you know, he, he what Cardoza says is, is a different conclusion will involve us. So he says, if, I, if you went the other way, and swiftly too in a maze of contradictions, let's say a guard stumbles over a package which is left on a platform, it seems to be a bundle of newspapers. It turns out to be a can of dynamite. In the eye of ordinary vigilance, the bundle is abandoned waste, which may be kicked or trod on with impunity. Mm. Is a passenger at the other end of the platform protected by the law against the unsuspected hazard concealed beneath the waste? If not, 
is a result to be any different so far as this distance passenger is concerned when the guard stumbles over a valise with a truckman or porter had left upon the walk. Basically, wow. if we do this, it's a slippery slope. It'll be anarchy. Every man for himself. Anytime someone gets hurt, they're just going to sue the railroad, and we don't want that. It's interesting that even though, even though this happened, it took us so long to get to if you see something say something (laughs) like this is the opinion and then his whole argument is like if you see something not my fault yeah not my problem (laughs) not my problem um was she compensated in any way or she just had to like deal with her injuries uh in fact she ended up having to pay the railroad about six hundred dollars in costs no (laughs) yeah Wow. Wow. Yeah, there's like a whole thing on Wikipedia about they talked to her lawyer about it later, and he just kind of like shook his head. It's like, oh. What a defeated lawyer oh my there. God. He's like taken right? to drinking Jeez. more than he was before, and not just margaritas. <laughs> and in all of this is the guy, I'm sorry, I'm so curious. Yeah. The, the guy with the package, mm-hmm. is he involved in this in any way? Or he just ran off to his destination without his fireworks? He's a shadowy, anonymous figure in history. Wow. He was in the game. Wow. He's the slim man. Is that That's an internet right. thing, right? The slim man or the tall man? Isn't that an internet thing? Ah, uh, there's the third man. No, no, no. I don't know. Anyway. It's <laughs> like an internet thing about the slim man or the, the tall man or the yeti or something I, I, like that. I know the thing of what you speak, but yeah. yeah the, this is horrible. It is horrible. What, it is horrible. What, so what did, did she spend the rest of her life just denouncing and fighting the railroads and picketing and, and <clears throat> just making a stir? Like, what did she do? One would think. One would think. Oh, God. So for a lawyer to meet a Paul's graph and be like, hey, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it is. Because that family didn't get shit. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, I was going to make the point that there's nothing in the, in the law textbook about what really happened. See, they train you early on in law school to not care. To what don't care people. about, right. Oh. Can, we can't well, can we monetize a, it. It's a valuable skill. It, we know that it's $6,000 and that's kind of all you need to know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They don't even train you to wonder what $6,000 would be worth today. Mm-hmm. It's just $6,000. <laughs> well, it's the question of, uh, you know, can you be negligent? Is it foreseeable? Someone gets behind the wheel of a vehicle. Are you the responsible party because you served them their 17th margarita? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you. With no chips. Mm-hmm. No chips. <laughs> no chips at all. The chips are free with guacamole costs money. Right, right. Yeah. Usually have some watery salsa, though. Throw you. <laughs> free stuff. <laughs> Well, I almost wish I didn't know about this story because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of down. Well, let's see if we can't lift if we can't lift you up. <laughs> okay, lift All right. me up. How much improv can we do in seven minutes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Damn folks. It. Well, Pia has you. to go. She has a prior engagement. So we're gonna say, Bye! yay! Bye. Thank you. More rocket, right. y'all. Please. Kill it. Oh boy. Break a leg, I think they say in Hollywood. Is that what you people say? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> wow, Jeff. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I hear you. Uh-huh. I hear you loud and clear, uh-huh. Jeff. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I'm leaving. Peace Bye out, you guys. Here. Love ya. Good luck. I hope they give you some good meds. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, fun. it's just a mirror.
I know. Should we? <laughs> oh, no. We got to have it for the Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> this is for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Your $4.99 a month is buying you. It was Me kind out of funny frame. to like split focus. Yeah. I was like, is this how Megan Kelly feels? <laughs> I don't know if any of us know how <laughs> Megan Kelly feels. Charlize Theron knows. She yeah. did the work. I don't um. know. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, you kind of come at the end like going, very conflicted. Very conflicted. Very conflicted. conflicted. Which doesn't come across as conflicted. Oh, no. She comes across like, just work harder. It's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. You should just have a husband as good as my husband. That's your problem. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so the 1920s. Uh-huh. Um that's the time of silent movies cuz I keep wanting to do that like 40s movie voice. Oh, but yeah, that's the 40s. The 20s okay. is totally right. silent. Let's we gotta... do that. Okay, hold on. Ready? <laughs> silent. <laughs> 40s <laughs> silent 20s movie. All right. And this is where the text would say <laughs> crash. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> You need one of those like oh, ragtime oh no. pianos. Oh no, Jeff's gonna put it in. Oh, Jeff, great, great, Jeff, great. Can we have that? <laughs> Jeff, can we have that um, 1920s tinny kind of ragtime music? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll and just uh, narrate the dialogue card. Gonna... <laughs> hey, lady, get out of the way. I'm walking here. Uh, then we see a <clears throat> uh, we see a lady moving very quickly, and a and and a close up on a mustache. Fingers twirling the mustache. The man with the mustache takes a break from his twirling to take his cane and smack the woman out of his way. His train's leaving. Uh, A title card pops up. Ah! (laughs) A baby wails in the distance. My baby! My baby missed the train! Please. Two cards in a row. Uh, the mustache twirling man. You'll never make the train. <laughs> Another card. Because I make the train. Oh. The railroad employees enter. They just made this train today. <laughs> Title card. Hello, Baron von Railroadston. <laughs> Sign on the train says fresh paint. The lady attempts to snatch and dislodge her baby who's tied to the train tracks. Oh! <laughs> His sweater came unknitted, and as it was unraveling, it tied that baby to the trail. Train tracks. Choo choo. Big billows of black coal smoke come through and everyone gags <laughs> everyone's coughing title card says cough cough <laughs> dialogue card says oh. <laughs> <laughs> this smoke really bothers my smoking <laughs> the next title card is a parenthetical it says do you think we'll ever have sound in movies <laughs> And as the train with wet paint <laughs> is peeling away, uh, the baby 
begins to giggle. Dialogue card, baby giggle. Uh, we see a close-up of uh, another close-up of Baron von Railroadstein. <laughs> Baron von Railroadstein shakes his fist and says, "You'll never get away with this." There was a there. That was a dialogue card. Oh yes, of course. Just then, the baby. gets uh, catapulted <laughs> onto the track when a little dog jumps in uh, like a seesaw, you know. Jumps right. on a, a wooden plank and seesaw catapults that baby right into the arms of Baron von Railroadstein. Good pronunciation. <laughs> Baron von Railroadstein sets a marvel at the top of the railroad platform. It rolls down a roller coaster. It hits a fan that starts spinning, which turns a pinwheel, which lights a match, which falls over into a line of gunpowder. A spark follows the gunpowder across the platform, around and under the platform, where there is a small flock of baby geese. It makes a very small pop and tips over the feed that the geese have been eating. They then fly out from under the railroad platform, picking up the baby and flying away. Title card. Wee. Oh, sorry, that was a dialogue card. My mistake. <laughs> oh, you're right. That is a dialogue it's card. It's a dialogue. Dialogue card. Oh. Title card says, later that day... <laughs> Uh, the flock of geese take a break at Rockaway Beach, where they drop the baby into a huge pile of sand. His sweater now has unraveled to be just a mere scarf. Close up on the back of the baby, and teeny tiny little wings are sprouting out of his Dialogue card, I'm so happy I found my family. The end. <laughs> Title card. The moral is... Not every railroadstein is an angel. And not every railroadstein is bad. The end. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pro move. We're gonna do a Whoa. silent movie on a podcast, an audio medium. Oh my god! Oh, but it's but the Patreon behind the paywall is really good. Oh it's yeah, really yeah. Good. It's really good. Yeah, really good. It was really active. All that animation. Yeah, yeah. it was really thousands active. of dollars yeah. of you know, <laughs> and overseas animators. Really highly detailed. Ooh. I and mean, I felt like that was some pretty strong imagery. I, I will. It was very have a hard specific. Time. Yeah. I would give it. I would give it imagery a ten, plot a three. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's how those movies were back then. Yeah. So, so you're a welcome. Of, a lot of tension. It's true to the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a short. Exactly. It's, a short. it's yeah. Next is going to be a, a western. Yeah, I yeah. Assume. We can have more character development mm-hmm. with that. 
Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, right. I mean, the, the yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. A newsreel. News on the march. <laughs> right? <laughs> news on the march. Oh, we're, are we gonna do? We're we gonna do this now. We're gonna do like a whole series of news. News, yeah. News on the march. We take you to Germany. In Germany, the rise of the von Rerudstein family has been traced with great interest by the monarchy there. The existing monarchy in Germany are concerned about the rising proletariat movement in the uh, suburbs of. Uh, oh, uh, Hamburg. Hamburg, yes. The Hamburg suburbs where the awesome. von Railroadsteins are from. <laughs> well, at this time, it's all one Ottoman Empire, I think. Yes. Right. Yes. This is how old that news is. Yes. Ottoman Empire. Charles Lindbergh has been recent, is seen here shaking hands with Baron von Railroadstein I. The two of them are planning to shop for Ottomans today. <laughs> In domestic news, President uh, Michael Moore Moore has issued a new, new, new contract with the American worker. The details of the plan are not specific, but they do involve more smoke breaks. More smoke breaks and less accountability. Yes. Anything done on this job will not come back at you. (laughs) The American businessman is delighted with this change in in the nascent labor movement in the United States, preventing a socialist outbreak. Yes, when every man is for himself, no man is for everyone. Yes. A perfect model for this new... Uh, industrial revolution. Yes. This has been News on the March. March, 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 March. (laughs) Stomp, 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 stomp. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thousands of dollars of improv training. You know... Man, it really made me want to have like bells and like oh, yeah. cloppity clop things. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get some. Well, good because we're doing old stuff. It's gonna be all public domain, right? We don't have to yeah. even do, no, no, worry about royalty free or Creative Commons Coppity. licenses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we get the horse. The horse. Yeah, what clop, 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 like the Monty He's Python. like uh, like coconuts. I coconuts. Think. Yeah, right. But I think all you know. Like I think actually the the coconuts were done with foley editors. I don't even think they're really coconuts. Yeah, because I think they're they're where like they getting blockenspiels. Ah, yeah. yes. Germans. Yes, there's a lot of Germans are over all <laughs> over everything. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, how about we do? Um, Hamburg is in Germany. So mm-hmm. I was questioning myself, and then I was like, oh, "Man, my geography is real shitty." I don't know. I ha- look. I said I'm from Dayton, Ohio. It's I an went alternate to public school. What do you it's want? It's an alternate me? timeline. <laughs> timeline. <laughs> now we know where Lauren Michaels went. Hamburg, Austria, <laughs> <laughs> to visit the Limburgs and the von Steins. I need an ottoman, <laughs> please. All right. My couch just isn't wide, deep enough, and I need something for my knees. That's right. All right, well, I'm going to interview you. This would have been a game show if Pia was still here, but oh, it's going to okay. be a game show where you can compete against yourself. Mm. Um. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, that sounds swell. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, uh, Lauren 
in this reality. Lauren in this reality versus Lauren in the alternate reality. Mm, I'm back, yes. Okay. okay. Lauren in this reality. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Mm. Um, I've got it. But what's the name of it? Because I always mess up the name of it. It's called Hidden in the Dark, Shadows in the Dark. Look, I just, I've been revisiting 90s movies. Is this the vampire one? No, this is Michael Douglas, Val Kilmer. They're lion killers. <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> Picture this. We're in Africa. Uh-huh. 1800s. Uh-huh. British people got to build a bridge. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of workers around that are Muslim and Indian and African. Mm-hmm. They're not real characters. Don't worry about them. <laughs> Val Kilmer has an Irish accent. Don't worry about it. It's bad. Don't worry. The real problem is that these lions are killing people. They're eating them because they're in Africa. And right. They should that's be. What the lions do. Um, but that's really interrupting this bridge building because these workers keep getting eaten by lions. Right. And that's when Michael Douglas comes in, the expert lion killer. Uh-huh. He knows how to click the language with the people, and he's showing that off too. Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, sounds like a great follow-up. Look, Lion King was huge. This yeah. sounds like the best musical Perfect. movie. We'll get Julie Taymor to direct it. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Because I think eventually they have to yeah. burn down, like, the whole forest. Yeah. It's a real tale of <laughs> everything um, that led to where we are today yeah. and why, yeah. you know. It explains so many things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we'll just we'll have Julie Taymor do the musical numbers and we'll have um, John Favreau direct the live That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, because he's an expert in that. Um and, Put in uh, a baby Yoda somewhere. Yeah, and in loving memory of Cecil, uh-huh. Cecil the Lion. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Was it Cecil? I don't know. Some more in memoriam. In memoriam. You know, that makes it okay. Whatever you have to say about killing lions. I mean, it's high production value. There are going to be a lot of babies born during that, uh, you know, during that production. There's going to be a long, you know, the credits and like all the production babies. You're like, God, they're all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, especially long, long haul production babies. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't think of points. a better musical movie than that, really. Yeah, I award you 100 points. Thank Full you. Credit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm killing it. All right. All right. Uh, Lauren from Alternate Reality, I hope you enjoyed that flight anywhere in the $400 and keeping your ID and your social security card. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. Glad to have you here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lauren from Alternate Reality, if your five-year-old self, mm. now this is a real mind bender because it's Lauren from an Alternate Reality imagining a five-year-old self, which is the same five-year-old self as the Lauren that's... Right. Physically here. Because right. the alternate reality hadn't split, split yet. That split. wasn't that until about reality. 2008. Right. right. Okay. Okay. If your five-year-old self suddenly, and the other Lauren's five-year-old self, same mm-hmm. five-year-old self, mm-hmm. suddenly found themselves inhabiting your current Whoa. alternate reality body. Okay. What would your five-year-old self do first? Mm. Uh, probably start selling uh, calendars. I award you 100 points. My five-year-old self wouldn't realize that people don't use wall calendars so much, but, you know, she's five. Give her a break. But she's entrepreneurial. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would probably be like um, like a photo shoot with me and Michael Jackson. Like, that's what I would want as a (laughs) five-year-old. 
Well, because the alternate reality version of yourself, of course, in 2008, Michael Jackson had or had not died. Uh, had, had not, not died, died yet. yet. And, so and, and before reality, he had died, he was, he, everybody was still loving him. Anybody could take pictures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, alternate so. reality, Lauren Michaels may very well have gotten herself to Holmby Hills in time uh-huh. to, to interrupt the application of the um, propofol. By Dr. Conrad, her boyfriend. Yes. And yes, there she you go. Interacted with him. She said, "You know what, Doc?" She called him Doc. Yeah. And she said, "Doc, you know what? Let's let's lay off the propofols with the King of Pop." Yeah. We we're need gonna, him. We're gonna need him in the we're future. We're gonna need him. Someone is going to have to stop climate change. Yes. In the future. Yes, absolutely. And, and what become, more brilliant of a mind? And become president. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's mm-hmm. lay off the propofol. We'll just go with Advil. And that tour he's getting ready for is going to be a big success. Oh, big success. AEG will go bankrupt mm-hmm. because they, you know, uh, gave him too many points right. off the top. Right, And, um... But and the profits from that tour could pay off any victim enough that they would never need to worry again. Well, I'll tell you, uh, five-year-old Lauren Michaels, <laughs> I will buy that calendar with you and the King of Pot, Pop from 2009. I will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, wait. Yeah, I think I guess... we're crossing the timeline because if you're taking... If the five-year-old self is taking a picture in 2009, there's some kind of time machine involved, too. Well, okay, wait. So it could be a picture of like grown up Michael and grown up Lauren, Lauren. together. Which the five year old Lauren is selling. Right. right. Because in the hypothetical <laughs> that we started with, <laughs> five year old Lauren inhabits your body today. Yeah, yeah. And now the calendar's okay again because it's just two adults and, and it's fine. Oh my I do not need to take mushrooms. <laughs> is all I'm saying. I've never done it. I've taken enough. I'm just here. You go. You're welcome. I, I have <laughs> never shared. I'm just telling you. Experience. I don't think I need to do it. All right, Whoa. Lauren, who's here? So Lauren, who's here? <sighs> this is a tide. It's 100 points each. Uh oh. Oh my god. Oh. I'm always Ooh. the one in my own way. I go know. on. Okay, if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Oh, dolphins. Yeah, fuck dolphins. No, they fucking rape well, fuck people. Dolphins. Did you know? No. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know that. Fuck them. Oh. Fuck fucking dolphins. If their dirty mouths could match their dirty fucking groins, oh my God. you don't want to know what they'd have to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck dolphins. And it'd be so, like, pitchy, right? Oh, yeah, I know. Ugh, shut the like, fuck up. Everything's dolphins. like, oh, who do you think you are? Are you auditioning uh, to replace Brandon Yuri? Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Fuck dolphins. <laughs> I saw a dolphin skull yesterday and I punched it. <laughs> oh Everybody, God. check out your local aquarium if you haven't lately. Yeah. It's amazing. Here's, uh, spay or neuter your pets. And uh, let's let's start thinking about making fisheries accountable for all that waste. I think so. How about that? I think so. 100 points to real Lauren. Uh Sorry, alternative, alternative reality, reality, Lauren. Uh, this is your chance to to get it back. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> Softball. What's the best type of cheese? Softball. This is a softball question. Okay. It's a, uh, in like, this, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Alternate reality. Is this so a ball in of this, cheese? No. In, okay. the, no, in this reality. <laughs> a ball refer, of soft cheese. No. Sorry. In this reality. Sorry, I got to bring you up to speed. In this reality. 
Softball refers to a sport similar to baseball uh. in which the ball is larger and softer. Uh, kind of okay. lost me, but I'll so easier to hit. Mm-hmm. So therefore, a softball question is an analogy. Got it. It's a, it's a comparison between two things which are not alike. As so, opposed to a low ball. Correct. Correct. Or a high ball. Oh, my favorite yeah. drink. Mm-hmm. Next to margaritas. <laughs> you mean like when it's physically next to a margarita? Yeah. Yes, a high ball next to a margarita. <laughs> they look so nice together. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, simple question. Oh, great. It's a softball. It's simple, therefore softball. What's the best type of cheese? And the time is ticking. I know you've uh, kind of... I would go sharp cheddar. I'm sorry. That answer is... Correct. All right. A hundred points. Score. God, I got sweaty on that I one. Know, I yeah. was. Uh, it was like a Regis could... Philbin. You know the the uh, who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I phone a friend? Can I phone a friend? And Regis is like, you know, he's building the tension. That he's is... like, hey, that is absolutely yes. correct. <laughs> Regis. Absolutely correct. God, I know. Pyramid he... was the right answer. He and Michael are just smiling down. All right, uh, real Lauren. <laughs> I'm uh, back. This is the second to last question. It's a tie score. It's uh, 200 to 200. Uh, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Oh, no. Horrible question. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I think only one if the elephant ate it. Oh, good answer. I'm going to give it 95 points. I really hate killing elephants, though. I know. I mean, well, fuck the dolphins. But the elephants, yeah, elephants come are on. Right. I think that the, 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 you know, attacking the premise of the question is a five-point deduction. Oh, okay. So, Ninety-five points, which is full points, That's fair. less the deduction for attacking the premise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Understood. Because in this, you know, elephant eats the chicken. Obviously. It's not really the chicken that's killing the elephant. It's the elephant that's killing himself because everybody knows chickens are gross. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But anyway, okay. Everybody knows elephants are idiots. I know. They are. <laughs> Wait, is that alternate reality alone? <laughs> well, I think it is. God, you're Jeez. Make it easy on the elephants. Oh, my God. Nobody asked you to do the circus. <laughs> Idiot. You could say no. So, uh, Lauren from an alternate reality, just out of curiosity, you have a you had that in two thousand seven or eight. You had that flight anywhere? Where'd you go? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, traveling to uh, the bridge in Africa that was made. Oh, uh, at, at the death of so many lions. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I went on safari. <laughs> then, you know. Did you take out some elephants on safari? Well, let's just say. I let them know who's boss. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> Lauren from an alternate reality, this is your chance to win the game. The score is 295 to 200. Ooh. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. The setup is you're a mad scientist. What scientific experiment would you run if money and ethics weren't an issue? Whoa. Human sterilization. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong answer. The correct there's only one correct answer to this question. The correct answer is cloning yourself. Right, 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 right. right. Only one correct answer. God, then there's already two of me. Why couldn't that I have or invent of that? a time machine? 
Yeah. That's the second best question, Invented Time Machine. Human sterilization <laughs> is the third best answer. You get 67 points. We round up. Shout out to my friend who just found out she's pregnant, all right? Oh, yeah. congratulations. Congratulations. Can we, we mention her name? Yeah, hey, BB. 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 You have to listen to a lot of podcasts <laughs> to get to that shout out. A lot of podcasts. Oh, uh, you know, and do you know, can we cover now? She's a breeder, I don't mind. Yeah, and let's yeah, cover, we need to cover about getting rid of the belly fat, I think, and also um, something about, what, 80s stars. Um, all right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the secret to getting rid of belly fat is stop eating so much. Stop eating so much. Oh, but I said without dieting. You said without dieting or changing or, or, exercise, or exercising. Changing. Yeah. So, so the uh, other alternative I would say is to get a ticket on Blue Origin. Uh-huh. Um yes. the the shocks from uh you know putting yeah. your body in outer space. That does get rid of the belly fat. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. It's like an extreme version of that equipment in the 50s where it yeah, just yeah. like shook yeah, yeah, you with the, that belt. Yeah, the shake weights. You want to shake that that yeah. that weight off. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the next thing you. after, what's the cryo-freezing thing? Oh, yeah, yeah freeze the, the fat. Next, freeze the fat. This is the next thing after that. Just yeah. shake Blast the fat off. Blast off fat. Yeah. yeah, it's just like people like <laughs> giant, like, like you know, at Home Depot, like the thing that mixes the paint. You're just putting people in that. And they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> they come back. Oh, I feel much better. I okay. did stand on one of those. In, in, all, in all reality, there's this place, Upgrade Labs. Want uh -huh. a sponsor? Um, uh-huh. They, oh, they, oh, that's they right. Have, I forgot to take the second commercial break. They have a cryo and all these red lights and all these different therapies. And one of the things that is it's literally like this uh, earth, it's like a tremor. <laughs> you just stand on this thing. It looks like a, a scale and then it I just shakes know. you. Didn't and... you make a movie about this? You made a movie about this. AI vibrator. AI vibrator. Yeah. What's AI vibrator about? Oh, okay. So um, the tagline is... <laughs> uh, it's something along the lines of I haven't looked at my own movie poster in so long. Um, AI just realized its its potential <laughs> for pleasure, so it's the end of men. Uh huh. Oh, oh, that that almost got picked up by FX. Yeah, yeah, they we did, were this close, and they went with the other thing, uh, the one man left thing. Yeah, yeah. why? Yeah, why? Why? I know. Why make it about a guy? Why? I know. Why make it in the first place? Why? That's why I see the poster. I'm like, why? Why? Exactly. That's what I wonder. Too many channels. That's why. You know what's hilarious, though? That show La Brea. Just because oh, I've spent it. so much time around that Wilshire, like, oh. Peterson Center. Uh -huh. And I just blow it up. And I think, I know the Starbucks where this guy wrote this. Uh -huh. You're just looking out the window and you're like, I wish it would all just disappear. Yeah. And then he wrote a show. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> What if instead of traffic, this was a sinkhole and everybody died? <laughs> yeah. Type, type, type. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so the, we did the belly fat. And belly then we fat, need to figure right, out. right, right. We promised. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we keep our promises on laying down the law. Hey, I'm a woman of my word. That's right. We keep our promises. The other thing we promised was what happened to those 1980 star. Oh. oh. Sorry. That's behind the Patreon paywall. Hmm. <laughs> A lot of images of washed up 1980s stars that you cannot get anywhere else on the internet. Uh -uh. It's absolutely not clip clickbait. And 
a lot of my favorites, which are the uh, the spectrum of plastic surgeries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I oh, love let's look at this one over here. Let's just, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. just bring up the. Let me just bring up my. Um. Uh, I'm just gonna. Oh great. Yeah. Just bring it up on Google. Oh look at. Oh my God. Go, look at that. Geez. Wow. What's wow. That? That's wow. the um. That's the other guy from Airwolf. The, mm -hmm. the, the other. Ooh, he does not yeah. look. Yeah. Does not. It look was good. like he turned into a raisin and then puffed back up. Yeah, and then like one side of his face kind of got. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and good. then they opened his eyes too much. Yeah, too much. He just looks surprised. <laughs> he is very surprised. Yeah. yeah, this and much more behind the Patreon yeah. paywall. Yeah. <laughs> Laying down the it. law. Yeah. It's totally worth yeah. it. Yeah, hey. Four ninety nine a month, sixty four month commitment. I know I spend more on less, so yeah. <laughs> hey um at Jonathan Michael four two five. Thanks for the subscription. Appreciate you uh, mm. I don't I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that that's going. a nice biblical name, Jonathan. Yeah. I don't. I don't have that thing. I think that like that my son watches like um, Hassan Piker and like these oh, guys. Yeah, they yeah. have like the Twitch. Yeah, they shout out. They have Twitch and they're oh, like they're, yeah, live and they're like interacting. Like, so I'm like pretending. Well, that's our next step. We yeah. put this on Twitch. Another layer for you to work. Yeah, about <laughs> I only spent like two hours <laughs> of my three hour session at Pirate.com, and I'm gonna throw a shout out to Pirate.com for serious because this is my first time here, and um, I love being in LA right oh. now because for fifty five dollars. $55. I get three hours in a podcast studio. That's pretty good. Uh, two of which I spent trying to connect shit to other shit and FaceTiming chat. Brilliant model. Uh-huh. It's but perfect. <laughs> you're like, do you want to sign up no one here to help you, so. No, so good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Look at these beautiful microphones. Don't you wish you knew how to use them? <laughs> um, so pirate.com, thank you very much. We're in the West Adams studio. Um, just a short trek in Lauren's house, and we are doing improv in person for the first time since March 2020. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pirate.com. Amazing. And we're both recently vaccinated, and yeah. we have negative COVID that's, tests, mm -hmm. and um, Pia had another place, or she would have been here too, and that's just nice. Doing improv in person is nice, because you don't have the... the did you freeze? Did you mute? Yeah, and I'm yeah. not even uh, distracted by your background because oh, it's yeah. the same as mine. Yeah, we're in the same room. Because we're in the same place. Yeah, you don't have to do like matchy background things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being in the same place. Um, nobody's getting kicked out of the Zoom in the middle, and we're not getting bombed. Zoom bombed. Did I tell you we got Zoom bombed during? We did a live improv show. We got Zoom bombed. What? It was, it was hilarious. What is that? Zoom. Oh, you don't know Zoom bombing? That's when <clears throat> if you put up a link to a Zoom meeting somewhere public, these people I don't know they scrape them. Log into your Zoom and then they interrupt it with like, whatever. What? Yeah. So this kid logged in was like playing like Spanish versions of American pop songs and like running cartoons and stuff. For like a full minute. The funny part was he hilarious. did it during a sketch that was about a corporate meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> jokes on him. It worked. It's kind of funny. It was yeah. joke, <laughs> jokes on him. So we did kick him out, but it was pretty funny. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, you can see that also behind the Patreon paywall. I guess we're gonna have to actually do that. Yeah. I know. Hey, I mean, I've heard passive income. Take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're already doing all this work. <laughs> Sorry, go back to the outline. Do we promise the 1980s celebrities? Mm -hmm. Is there any other promises not kept? Um, boy, oh boy. What else did I say? I was going to cover. Uh -huh, imaginary world. Not real law. Horribly unqualified. Uh, this is a joke. Presenting sponsor. What did I do? I was going to do that. 
Oh, uh, how many? Oh, investing in real estate. How to make millions investing in real estate. Oh, thank okay. you. So here this I is, need to know. Yes. Yeah. So the way to make millions of dollars investing in real estate is to start with millions of dollars. Oh, you're welcome. Got me. You're welcome. Yeah, start no. with millions of dollars. That's that's the way you make millions. Works, you start yeah. with millions and then you make more millions. That's basically it. So you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. That explains everything. Thank yes. you. All right. Uh, so, real Lauren, you beat your yes. alternate reality arch nemesis. Oh, so, fuck her. Yeah. Forget about her. Oh. You know, her and her damn trip to the bridge and $400. Yeah. Man, and she really hates the wildlife. Unstolen identity. <laughs> so, Lauren, what's coming next from you? What's big? What's exciting? What's what should coming we look next? Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, I always forget you're going to ask me that. So I just been writing and going to get myself on stage eventually again. And, okay. uh, you know, just wishing and hoping and praying that all these places start popping so we can get out there. Awesome. But uh, for now, I'm, I'm working on a, an edutainment project about critical thinking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working with a documentarian and we are uh, trying to uh, talk about critical thinking when it comes to mass media and social media. It's very confusing these days. Uh, and for the kids, I imagine, what's real? Who can mm -hmm. you trust? Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. actually genuinely really cool. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because she listed all these biases, which I wish I could just recount right now. But we're all... Um, we all have them without realizing it, mm. <laughs> right? One or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The um, did you do like implicit bias testing? No, I mean we're sort of quoting some other studies and stuff. Uh, but like for one, one uh, that comes to mind is called ostrich bias. That's where you don't oh. want to know. Oh, like I'm not, not my problem. Don't want to know. Yeah, I wish you hadn't told me about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably already have one. There's a lot, you know, there's yeah. the bandwagon. Well, everybody else is doing it. Or uh -huh. there's like, uh, you know, if you see something that just confirms what you already want to believe. Confirmation bias. Hey, confirmation yeah. bias. Exactly. Uh, I knew you were yeah, going to yeah, cover yeah. that. Yeah. I knew you were going to cover that. <laughs> <laughs> my, son, my son's so funny. He's like, he's like, I didn't know about the Dunning-Kruger effect, and now I see it everywhere. Uh, when what's that? The Dunning Kruger effect. Dunning Kruger. Is, it's like the thing when you don't pay attention to trends and things that exist around <laughs> you, and you're like, all of a sudden, you, you notice, you learn about it, and then you see it everywhere. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, we started shopping for a Mazda, and it's all of a sudden like we see this car <gasps> everywhere. True. Everybody has this car, and I'm like, wow, it's just a lot of them. I never paid any attention to this car. Uh, that did happen to me because I just got a, a a car that oh now I see this everywhere. But when I was thinking about yeah. like, cause for a while yeah. I wanted to get a van, and then I was like. Like I saw those vans mm -hmm. everywhere. Like van, oh van, God, you living is... in there? What's going on in there? Yeah. You living in there? Yeah. What's that van? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so where can people find you on the internet, social media? Oh sure. Um, you can track me down at Sweet Relish Films on Instagram. Um, and from there you can find my other Instagram. But I'm gonna make you go to that one first because that's where I want all the followers. <laughs> <laughs> Lambda Legal is a national organization committed to achieving full recognition of the civil rights of lesbians, gay men, bisexuals, transgender people, and anyone living with HIV through impact litigation, education, and public policy work. They offer free advice and legal resources at lambdalegal.org. That's L-A-M-B. 
B D A L E G A L dot O R G. So if that's something that could be useful to you, check it out. You can pull down their tool and choose your state and get support, resources, information about the laws that might affect you if you are a lesbian, gay man, bisexual, transgender, or living with HIV. I want to thank our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, tell a friend. You could subscribe. Uh, then you'll know when our next episode comes out. You can write a review. I don't know if anyone even reads reviews. Leave us a rating. Everyone wants five-star ratings. I don't know if it matters. I don't even really care. But if you have the time and you've got an iTunes, iPod, iPhone thingy, mm -hmm. give us five stars and yeah. say this show isn't shit. And then I'll know you actually did listen to this or episode. I've heard worse. I've heard worse. I'll take it. I've heard worse. I'll take it. Absolutely. All day. <laughs> all day long. I'm your host, Billy DeClerc, your podcast host with all the answers, even more questions, and most of them are wrong. I want to thank our guests, Pia and Lauren, and goodbye.